Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. All right, it's Sunday. It's 13 September. It's time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. And uh, my wife and I thought we'd be extra careful today with the coronavirus crisis. And so we've got our uh, special little uh, masks on. And we'll be talking like this for the rest of the uh, day through the sermon. And hopefully all of you can hear us. But okay, now you can go sit down. Give me a kiss there, dear. (laughs) All right. I hope that can be heard. Uh, Let's see here. We got... uh, Hey, this is what the world is coming to. I mean, I see people at the bank wearing these things. At the bank, you know. Driving down the car. Yeah, down the road in a car. That's absolutely right. You see all kinds of crazy things with what's going on in the world today. And uh, just so you know, the uh, CDC came out a day ago and they posted that the people in the Northwest that are facing the fires should stay inside unless they have to evacuate. And the reason why, they specifically said, your COVID-19 masks will not protect you against this. Well, guess what? The smoke particles are much larger than COVID-19 particles. And therefore, you see the fallacy of what's going on. The masks are a complete boondoggle. There's nothing that's going to protect you from this. And you might as well just take off your masks and start living your life instead of worrying about these crazy things. Um, I got a bandana on today from the great Passion Play. This is the 50th anniversary of it. It's up in Arizona. And Eureka Springs. Eureka Springs. And I so much appreciate you guys bringing that for me. Oh, what did I say? Arizona. Arizona. It's not Arizona. It's Arkansas. Anyway, yeah, all right. It's the Passion Play from, uh, what is it? Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And I appreciate you bringing that for me. Thank you. And then uh, I want to thank somebody personally. A couple years ago, I went out and met with a person that attends online, John Bellows. And while I was out there, he took me bear hunting. And I've never shot a thing in my life, but I shot a big old bear. And it just came in the mail this past week. All, you know, what you do, uh, you know, you got to get it treated and whatever, whatever you do with that. So I've got that hanging up in my house now got a big bear hanging up in the bedroom and I'm just so thankful for him having sent that to me and it's just something that uh, uh, was unexpected. It came out of the blue because it's been a year or so, maybe two years. And uh, so John, thank you for that. And let's see, our first category as always is Israel. And from all Israel, full lockdown. With COVID-19 cases spiking to record highs day after day, Israel moved late Thursday night to impose full national lockdown for two weeks. Once again, this is political. Netanyahu wants to stay in office. He wants to uh, not have this coalition. I guarantee you this is a political issue, and they would be far better off following the Sweden model and just letting this run through. But they're not doing that, and so once again, Israel is in full lockdown. From Twitter... Trump achieves another peace deal. You all know this, but I'm going to repeat it anyway because I love the guy. This time between Israel and Bahrain. So you had the UAE, now you have Bahrain. Um, Once again, I have people emailing me about this and it's not the right thing. It's bad for Israel. It's, you know, antichrist kind of stuff and all that. I, I will say this very clearly. If you are listening to people that say that, don't listen to them. They don't know what they're talking about. They do not know their Bible. This is set up by the Lord prior to the 
uh, Battle of Gog Magog. This is saving Israel. This has nothing to do with the Antichrist deal. Uh, when people send me this kind of stuff, that it's you know a, a video of somebody, or would you evaluate this? I'm not even going to listen to it. I'm not. I, I'm not going to spend my time on it because this is the right thing that is happening. And all you need to do, if you want to know if it's the right thing or not, is look at who is for it, and look at who's against it. That's all you need to do. The people that are for it are the right people. The people that are against it are the wrong people. They have the evil intentions for Israel. God is setting this up. He's getting ready. Gog Magog will come. And when it happens, these nations will not be participants against Israel. They may not support Israel, and that's fine, but they are not going to come against Israel because they are now making alliances with them. They're exchanging embassies and so on. So if anybody has that opinion, my recommendation is that you send them an email instead of sending me an email and tell them to pick up their Bible and to read it. Okay, there you go. From the Times of Israel. Malawi's new president vows to open diplomatic office in Jerusalem. Another good thing going on. Lazarus Chakwera announced plans to open a diplomatic office in Jerusalem. Chakwera, an evangelical who was inaugurated as the Southern African nation's president on July 6, announced a series of reforms that would include upgrading the country's foreign ministry and its network of embassies worldwide. The reforms will also include a review of our diplomatic presence, including our resolve to have a new diplomatic mission in Lagos, Nigeria, and Jerusalem, Israel. He declared, Chakwera holds a PhD in theology and has been supportive of the Jewish state. So far, Malawi, a mostly Christian nation with 21 million inhabitants, has no embassy in Israel. Israel's non-resident ambassador to Malawi, Oded Joseph, is based in Nairobi, Kenya. If Chakwera fulfills his promise, Malawi would be the first African country to establish a diplomatic office in Jerusalem. Christian nation, I think that's a really wonderful thing that's going on there, and you can see that they will most likely be one of the sheep nations at the end of the tribulation period when they judge the nations. From Israel 365, Netanyahu thanks Trump, personally thanks Trump, for making Kosovo first Muslim country to open embassy in Jerusalem. So good job there. They're acknowledging who did the work behind it. Axios. Israel and the UAE agreement to be signed in Washington will be designated as peace treaty. This is important. The agreement between Israel and the UAE will be a treaty of peace with the same legal and diplomatic status as peace agreements Israel has previously signed with Egypt and Jordan. Now, that's important to understand because I don't know one prophecy teacher on the planet that says it was a bad thing that they made this agreement with Egypt or the agreement with Jordan. They're looking at it very myopically, and they're not saying what the Lord is orchestrating for the sake of Israel. This is a peace treaty. Why it matters. Israel wants the agreement to carry the most serious status, demanding the greatest commitment from both parties. Israel officials explain. Officials also hope the agreement will send a message of long-term stability rather than a temporary deal. From the Epic Times, Trump to host Israel-UAE deal signing ceremony on September 15th. So in two more days, that will be happening. Good stuff there. From MIG News, Israel launches nanosatellite with medical laboratory. On September 3rd, Israel launched the DDO-3 nanosatellite, which includes a tiny laboratory for conducting medical experiments. This project is the result of a collaboration between the ISA, the Ministry of Science and Technology, and the Italian Space Agency. 
The laboratory is designed for four experiments in the fields of medicine, biology, and chemistry. They're designed to provide new and revolutionary information about diseases and their prevention. The miniature laboratory, whose temperature can be controlled in space, operates autonomously and allows experiments to be carried out independently and remotely. These include infection prevention, drug development, antibiotic resistance prevention, and anti-aging procedure. So kind of interesting. I hadn't even heard that they were sending anything, and here it's already up there and they're working on it. From the Times of Israel, EU implies Serbia, Kosovo could risk EU membership bid with Jerusalem embassy. So they're trying to get this embassy quashed. They didn't like what Trump did because it took the, you know, star off of them. They thought that they were going to be the great negotiators and they failed. Trump did all of this around them and they were totally caught off guard. The EU warned Serbia and Kosovo that they could undermine their EU membership hopes by moving their Israeli embassies to Jerusalem. As President Trump's surprise announcement about the change left officials in Belgrade and Pristina scrambling to limit the political fallout. In an unexpected move, Trump said that Serbia and Kosovo had agreed to normalize economic ties as a part of a U.S.-brokered talk that include Belgrade moving its embassy to Jerusalem and mutual recognition between Israel and Kosovo. It surprised the Europeans who are leading complex talks between Serbia and its former territory of Kosovo on improving their long-standing relations. And all he did is just say, let's do it, and they did it, instead of all these years and years and years of putting up with the EU. While Serbian officials appear to be watering down their commitment to Trump, and Kosovo sought to allay concerns among Muslim countries. The 27-nation EU's long-held policy is that Jerusalem's status should be worked out between Israel and the Palestinians as part of a broader peace negotiation, and that Serbia, as a candidate to join the bloc, should respect that. There's no EU member state with an embassy in Jerusalem, EC spokesperson Peter Stano said. Any diplomatic steps that could call into question the EU's common position on Jerusalem are a matter of serious concern and regret. It just tickles me pink. He just blew them all away when he did this. Are we sure that the EU isn't going to be in, uh, against Jerusalem? And the I have no idea what the EU is going to do. If the model holds that, uh, what's his name, Hal Lindsey did years ago, they will be realigned and they will become the main uh, drive in the end times coming against Israel. That'll be after Gog Magog, but uh, I would still agree with that position. E the EU is not going to hold together. It's it's not going to, and you're going to have a, go to Jan Daniel 7, and you'll see about that. The EU is the one where the Antichrist is going to come from, whatever it's called at the time. It may still be called the EU or something else, but it's very clear from Daniel 9, 24 through 27, that the person will be a Roman all right, he will be from the revived Roman Empire. It's very clear. So, yeah, exactly. From Jerusalem Post, first Israeli baseball player in Major League gets first win. So you've got an Israeli in the Major League Baseball, and he's a pitcher, and he got his first win. Actually, that doesn't interest me this much because I'm done with sports. You know, I never watch sports anyway, but now with what's going on with these people... Yes. Anybody that puts their time and effort into watching NFL or NLB or, you know, NBA or any of that, they, they, you're wasting your time now. It's become just a, a political movement. That's all it is. From Christian News Today, Breitbart, Pope Francis warns creation is groaning in new echo message. 
Yeah, Pope Francis announced a jubilee for the earth to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. This guy is just, he is way over there, calling on all to combat the climate emergency. In his message for the World Day of Prayer, the care of creation, the pontiff has called for repentance, insisting we have broken the bonds of our relationship with the creator, with our fellow human beings, and with the rest of creation. He says, creation is groaning. You want to know why creation is groaning? Just turn to, yeah, turn to uh, Romans chapter 1 and read it. That's why creation is groaning. It's because sin entered into the world. It has nothing to do with this nonsense. The solution to these problems is learning to listen to the land. That's as close to Gaia worship as anything I could imagine. This guy is, oh, I just, it makes my, the hair on my, the back of my neck stand up. And to occupy our correct place in the web of life. More controversial. You know what? At the beginning, I don't remember anything about a web. It said that God created all of these beasts, and then he created man, and he says, you are to have dominion over all of that. There's no web of life that we're supposed to be subordinated to. More controversially, Francis calls for restorative justice. Here it is. To compensate for the enormous ecological debt incurred in the historic exploitation of the global south. In other words, let's take all of the wealth of the North countries and redistribute it, which is what this has been the goal of all along, is a redistribution of wealth on a global scale. We should not forget the historic exploitation of the global south that has created an enormous ecological debt due mainly to resource plundering and excessive use of common environmental space for waste disposal. He writes, it is a time for restorative justice. In this context, I repeat my call for the cancellation of the debt of the most vulnerable countries in recognition of the severe impacts of the medical, social, and economic crises they faced as a result of COVID-19. If I'm correct in this, I believe that every country but one on this planet shut down and they all have had economic crisis because of it. All right, to cancel the debt of those nations and to say that we have to pay our debt and their debt is only going to bankrupt us quicker. That's all that's going to happen. Let them do it. They made the they made the debts. They made the agreements. They have to stick by them. This is exactly what the U.S. government wants to do when it forgives people's debts that should not have their debts forgiven. They are the ones that signed the bottom line to you know get the dollar. And so that's just what we need to do in life is be responsible. This is how you're supposed to conduct your lives. And this guy is trying to get the entire world to redistribute all of its wealth, which doesn't help anything. In the end, all it will do is bankrupt everybody. In his message, the Pope reiterates his belief that we are in the midst of a climate emergency. You know what? We've got these fires going on in the Northwest, and there's a lot of them. And, of course, Gavin Newsom and everybody else is saying that it's climate change. And now they're finding all of these Antifa people are out there starting these fires. You've got high winds this time of year. It's blowing in. And people's livelihoods are burning down. Houses are burning down. People are dying. It's not a climate emergency. The problem is, once again, sin. All right. And, therefore, climate restoration is of the utmost importance. We are running out of time as our children and young people have reminded us. So he's letting the young people dictate the decisions. It's like Bart Simpson telling Homer what to do, right? That's not how you run a world and it's not how you run your family. The people have the wisdom and intelligence of the years and, you know, people supporting them. That's why a president has a cabinet is he gets advice from those people if he's wise. This is what we're supposed to do, but it's not happening. From I'm saying it's not happening with the Pope, not with our president. From the Christian Institute, this is where my heart is right here. 
this is it. 700th translation of the Bible celebrated. Wycliffe Bible translators are celebrating as they announce that the Bible has now been fully translated into 700 languages. That means Old Testament and New. The entire Bible. They hailed newly translated Bibles in Mexico, Malawi, once again Malawi, we saw them earlier, and Nigeria as a new milestone in its mission to enable all people to read or hear God's word in their language. The Bible Translation Agency estimates 5.7 billion people could potentially access the complete Old and New Testaments in the language they understand best, while translation work is still underway in a further 2,617 languages. Professor of Linguistics Matthias Gerner has documented the explosive growth of worldwide Bible translation since the beginning of the 20th century, especially accomplished through technological innovation. In 2016, he explained the number of languages into which scriptures have been translated quintupled in the last hundred years, numbering 2,850 in 2013, compared with only 572 in 1914. Gerner cautiously predicted that by 2031, the Bible will have been translated into every native language. 2031, that's just, what, 11 years away now, or a little more than 11 years away. That's where my heart is, is getting people the word available to them and then also getting them to actually pick up the word and to read it in the proper context. So in addition to having these Bibles out there, we need to have people that are willing to go to those countries and properly teach them. Are you willing to step forward, anybody? That's what needs to happen. Todd Starnes, Seattle bans Christians from worshiping in a park, but then God intervened. The city of Seattle shut down a local park in advance of a massive gathering of Christian worshipers. Christians were banned from the park, but not Black Lives Matter or Antifa. But instead of canceling the event, the Christians simply relocated the service to the street and called it a worship protest. Yes, and they cannot tell them no because they've got other protesters. And if you've noticed with Donald Trump, as he's been going around and doing his, um, you know, uh, what do you call them, rallies? He's been handing out signs, and they're standing right behind him at every rally. This is a protest. And so they can't shut him down. The states can say nothing, because if they are allowing them to do it anywhere, they have to allow them to do it everywhere. Good job, Donald Trump, and good job, Christians in Seattle. Protest. That's all. This is a protest here today. We've been protesting since this began. From Islam today, from the Times of Israel. Nuclear watchdog, Iran, uranium stockpile at 10 times more than the nuke deal limit. It's been going up. They have confirmed it. This is a nuclear watchdog. The UN's nuclear watchdog said that Iran's stockpile of enriched uranium now stands at more than 10 times the limit set down in the 2015 nuclear deal with world powers. The limit was set at 300 kilograms of enriched uranium in a particular compound form, which is equivalent of 202.8 kilograms of uranium. Measured against the latter figure, Iran's stockpile now stands at over 2,105 kilograms, up from 1,571.6 kilograms last reported on 20 May. So they've been just going ballistic with it. The IAEA reported in a confidential document distributed to member countries, and they all still want to keep making this deal, even though they continue to violate the deal every single day more and more. Let's see here. The IAEA reported that Iran has also been continuing to enrich uranium to a purity of 4.5% higher than the 3.6% allowed under the JCPOA. 
It said Iran's stockpiles of heavy water has decreased and is now back within JCPOA limits. From Zero Hedge, Iran. American soil is now within range of Iranian bombs. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, and they love to blow smoke in the Iranian press, but they are at least threatening America openly now. One day after the UNSC voted in favor of lifting the arms embargo on Iran, the ruling mullahs unveiled a ballistic missile that reportedly can reach the U.S. The headline of a report by Iran's state-controlled Afkar News read, American soil is now within the range of Iranian bombs. The report boasted about the damage that the Iranian regime could inflict on the U.S. by sending a military satellite into space. Iran now has shown that it can target all of American territory. The Iranian parliament has previously warned that an electromagnetic nuclear attack on the U.S. would likely kill, and I doubt this number, 90% of Americans. The report has also threatened the EU. So here they went ahead and they did what Trump said don't do, and the next day they're threatening the EU as well, which voted in favor of the lifting the arms embargo against Iran. Right after they voted in helping Iran, the Iran's, Iranians come out and threaten them. The same type of ballistic missile technology used to launch the satellite could carry nuclear, chemical, or even biological weapons to wipe Israel off the map, hit U.S. bases and allies in the region and U.S. facilities, and target NATO, even in the far west of Europe. So there you go. The belligerence of Iran from Mongolia today. Washington Post. Chinese authorities face widespread anger in Inner Mongolia after requiring a Mandarin language classes. They Last week we talked about that. They were requiring that the Inner Mongolians learn Mandarin and do certain courses in Mandarin, and the people there are not happy. Unusually widespread protests have broken out in ethnic Mongol communities in northern China as Chinese authorities prepare to introduce new measures requiring classes in primary and secondary schools to be taught in the Chinese language. The protests come in response to new rules in the Inner Mongolia region that will require three subjects, language and literature, politics and history, to be taught in Mandarin, the language of Chinese Han majority and official national language. Although authorities say the rules are being gradually rolled out to cover only those three subjects, activists say they present a broader effort to roll back the use of Mongolian, mirroring campaigns underway in ethnic Tibetan and Uyghur parts of the country. And they have not fared well under the Chinese that had left a younger generation of minorities monolingual and unmoored from their cultural roots. They're trying to destroy anything except the main Chinese language and culture now. And they're going to continue to do this wherever they go. Daniel 12 Technology, Zero Hedge, world's first logistics operation with a helio drone lifts off with 3D printed cargo. Now, this is not a big helicopter, but it's an important step. They've got a helicopter that is a drone. They can fly it out anywhere. And what they're using this for, and you'll understand this in a second, but they're taking it out to, um, you know, these uh, oil rigs where it used to be they had to have a guy fly out. And, you know, now they can do it without all of that. And they can be improving this technology and getting larger and larger. And other places will be able to start using these as well. A helicopter drone flew a 3D printed part to an offshore gas platform in the Troll gas field off the west coast of Norway. The operation was the world's first logistics operation using a drone to an offshore installation. This is going to become standard very soon. Mark my word on this. Development is rapid and we will see the huge potential within drone technology that could transfer the way we operate. 
both under and above the sea surface. Drones could reinforce safety, boost production efficiency, and listen to this, and contribute to lower CO2 emissions from Norwegian oil and gas. So they're pumping this stuff out of the ground and they're saying, well, we're saving, you know, like a pointless point to be made there. How ironic. The uh, helicopter drone traveled about 50 miles to the platform in the troll field at an altitude of 5,000 feet. The delivery of a 3D printer part was the first of its kind where a freight operation was conducted with a Helio drone. The operator of the Scheibel Camcopter S100 was the Sandness-based company Nordic Unmanned. Equinor worked with the drone operator and with the Civil Aviation Authority, Avinor Air Navigation Services, and the Norwegian Communications Authority to conduct the trial flight. Over the longer term, we expect to see the new infrastructure for logistics and support operations, which can reinforce what we have already had within vessels and helicopters, said some guy who leads the supply chain development for Equinor. So I think that's really interesting that they will have, you know, these helicopters able to go out and do these things. And I would not be surprised. This would not surprise me a bit if very soon helicopters will be run by, you know, remotely in warfare. They'll be, you know, they fire the Hellfire missiles and all of these type of things in war. You won't have to have any people on that helicopter and you'll be able to wipe people out without harming your own people. I bet you the U.S. will be working on that very soon. Revelation plagues. Zero hedge. U.N. forced to admit Gates-funded vaccine is causing polio outbreak in Africa. Yes. The latest pharma-induced pandemic has broken out in the African countries of Chad and Sudan. And the culprit has been identified, a vaccine-derived poliovirus type 2. Officials now fear this new dangerous strain could soon jump continents, causing further deadly outbreaks around the world. Shocking as it sounds, which it's not if you know the people, this big pharma debacle is not new. After spending some $16 billion over 30 years to eradicate polio, international health bodies have accidentally reintroduced the disease to Pakistan, Afghanistan, and also Iran. As the Central Asia region was hit by a virulent strain of polio spawned by the corporate pharmaceutical vaccine distributed there. Also in 2019, the government of Ethiopia ordered the destruction of 57,000 vials of type 2 oral polio vaccine following a similar outbreak of vaccine-induced polio. It's important to note that the oral polio vaccine being pushed onto the African population by the Global Polio Eradication Initiative a consortium which is supported and funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And they want us to take their vaccines. I've said this a couple weeks ago, maybe it was last week. I'm so vaccinated up after being in the U.S. military, it hardly matters, but I will never, ever have that vaccine. They'll have to send me to jail. They'll have to force me to take it. National file. World Bank document lists COVID-19 program ending in March 2025. Yeah, and there's something even more stunning in this article. You're not going to believe it. When I, now, I'm waiting to see. I, I've got the uh, link I can send you, and you can look at it too. I'm waiting to see what the outcome of this is. But listen to this. The World Bank's COVID-19 Strategic Preparedness and Response Program documents, marked for official use only, identify the bank's COVID-19 program as ending in March 2025. They're planning on this going on for five more years still. The program's start date was April 2020. 
The World Bank website has an active record for COVID-19 diagnostic test instruments and apparatus exports by country in 2018. Even though the World Health Organization did not name coronavirus COVID-19 until February of 2020. Amid this year's outbreak, this is also a record for COVID-19 tests exported in 2017. And this is all right on their website. They said that they were sending out COVID-19 test kits in 2017. Now, my question is, did they go back and type this article calling it COVID-19 now, or was that already typed in 2017? That's what we need to find out. But this is right there. You can go right to their website and see this. There's also a record for COVID-19 tests in 2017. At this time, we await a clear explanation from officials as to why this record exists and we'll update accordingly. So you tell me right now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm, we'll wait and see what the outcome is. They may have typed up a whole report and said in 2017, we sent out these things and they're calling them COVID-19 now, or they may have actually had it identified in 2017 and we're calling it COVID-19 in 2017. We'll wait and see. Mail online. Yes. That was filed for the coronavirus. I know that. Was filed in 2015. 2015. And they called it COVID 19 then. Okay, well, they were calling it apparently COVID 19 in 2015. If you'll send me that document, I will verify that on the update next week because I'm not going to say that until I have seen it. But thank you for that. Mail online. This is very important. Please get ready for this. Is everybody prepared? Singing happy birthday could spread COVID-19 because the enunciation of bees and peas releases large droplets, which may be infectious, study warns. Yes, and I, uh, I figured it out. You take off the bee from birthday and you know what you have? Earth Day. Yeah. Morality from the Christian Institute. Views expressed in private this is last week we talked about that bill that could harm Christians. The atheists are already planning on using it against Christians, and they have to do it against Muslims too. And I said that'll fail if they do that. But the same thing this week, another article came out on the same proposed legislation. Listen to how dangerous this is. Views expressed in private could be caught by Scott's hate crime bill. The Hate Crime and Public Order Scotland bill aims to criminalize abusive words or behavior likely to stir up hatred against people on the grounds of characteristics such as religion, sexuality, and transgender identity, even where there is no intent. Mr. Lesh branded the legislation extreme over the lack of an exemption for private conversations. Now think of this. Your kids don't like you. They get the house, folks. He said, so you could make a joke around the dinner table, and if the wrong person overhears you, they could report that to the police. Such a law, he added, was unheard of. From church sermons to comedy skits to, you know, Monty Python is pretty irreverent. They would be in jail for what they said if this was to pass, right? I mean, that was years ago, but they'll probably jail them retroactively for all their, yeah. Oh, unreal. Such a law, he added, was unheard of from church sermons to comedy skits to the words you speak at your own dinner table. Nothing will be safe from the reach of this proposed law. We've said it all along that if you invite someone into your home who takes objection to your views, they could call the police and accuse you of abusive language and stirring up hatred in your own family. You talk about danger. It's not unheard of. That's history repeating. History repeating itself. That's right. From our other category from Seattle PI. Private security, they, they're getting rid of their police 
department, right? And so what have they been doing? They've been hiring private security to make the move. How did that work out? Private security firm hired for Cal Anderson Park, which is a public park, pulls out after being threatened. The operators of private security firm hired by Seattle City Hall, want to get rid of your police, here's what you do, to patrol Cal Anderson Park are having second thoughts after they said their guards were threatened earlier this week by people living in an encampment at the site. Some Capitol Hill business owners say they have purchased guns for self-protection. And a condo complex across the street from the park has hired a private security firm for its residents because they don't have cops to protect them anymore. McGee says it's not worth the risk to his guards, especially since Seattle police are not planning to resume its regular patrol. And, you know, if they shoot somebody, even defending themselves, they will now be prosecuted. From DFP, judge bans Detroit police from using batons gas chokeholds on protesters for now but the police responded in kind so you'll see in a second a federal judge temporarily banned detroit police from using baton shields gas rubber bullets chokeholds or sound cannons against black lives matters protesters it's a win but the fight continues says jack schultz a lunatic who filed the lawsuit for detroit will breathe for a short period, we know that police will not be able to use the brutal tactics they could have in the past against peaceful protesters without violating a court order. Schultz added, we are still seeking permanent relief from the police's ability to be able to use these tactics. Police keyed in on the judge's reference to peaceful protesters. So he said, you can't use these against peaceful protesters and said they have only clashed with demonstrators after they broke the law. We're going to continue to do our jobs the way we've done it. So they're not playing ball with this judge at all. We understand the judge's order and we'll make sure the protesters understand if there is any aggression or violation of law, they will get ample notice like we've done in the past. I like that. Good job, folks. The police chief there needs to be cloned. That guy is very good. Cloned, yeah, apparently he's doing a good job. He's doing a phenomenal job. From Inopressa. Dogs as climate pests. What? Yes, if you have a dog, you are harboring a climate pest. Oh, My wife is she's back there crying right now. Nine dogs and we got to get rid of them. Okay, this is a study from Germany. Last week we saw that the Germans had to walk them for 30 minutes twice a day, and that's down from two hours a day. Well, now they're saying they're just pests. The study published in the journal Sustainability presented new data on the climate balance of dogs. A 15-kilogram dog in 13 years of life causes the same damage to the environment as producing one Mercedes M-Class car or 13 flights from Berlin to Barcelona. Well, then they've got to stop making Mercedes and they've got to take the airplanes out of the skies because dogs have their place. All right, let's see here. Dog food is especially bad for the climate. Now, listen to the logic here. Listen to this especially bad for the climate. Contrary to popular belief, it does not consist mainly of meat waste. It also contains meat that could be consumed by humans. If only waste, which in any case are subject to disposal, its ecological balance would be neutral. The researchers also found that dog excrement can also pose a threat to nature. So it's not neutral because they say if they eat what's waste, then it becomes neutral, but now it's coming out the other end, so it's not neutral anymore. These people are literally crazy. Their urine makes trees more vulnerable to disease, and the minerals and heavy metals in the droppings wreak havoc on soil and species diversity. Therefore, dog owners should not remove heaps of pets 
for aesthetic reasons only. Plastic bags for collecting excreta have a relatively small impact on climate change, and unclean dog droppings play an important role in excess fertilization and ecotoxicity of water. So they're saying, pick everything up with a plastic bag. If you got 600, I figured this out the first year that they pass that dumb law in Sarasota where you got to pick it up with a plastic bag. If you got 600,000 dogs in Sarasota, that is only one one time a day, and some of my dogs go like 10 times a day, but you now are up to 600,000 plastic bags every single day in one city, okay? Think it through. And they're saying that's not a problem. In addition to the study, it did not take into account travel with the dog to vet or walks. A study by Swiss scientists last year took these aspects into account, and the numbers were slightly higher. So if your dog's sick, don't take it to the vet because that'll cost, you know, environmental hazards compared with other popular animals for example cats are responsible for less so it's okay everybody can have a cat yeah worse than dogs the result was much higher in horses well what do you think my my thought on that it's time to ramp up the glue factory unbelievable it, it's just absolutely crazy. Well, this is what this is the people that are trying to run the world. This is what Pope Francis wants in this world. That's our pandemic. That's our pandemic right there. Liberals. That's right. Uh, I think the uh, title of this prophecy update is uh, uh, something madness, the world of madness or something. It's exactly. I mean, it's just crazy. Anyway, I don't. Yeah. Mail online. Eating lentils beans and nuts instead of land-hungry meat and dairy could remove up to 16 years worth of CO2 emissions by 2050, scientists say. So everybody here is prohibited from eating any more meat. Oh. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Zero hedge. United Nations complains about male-dominated world thanks to millennia of patriarchy. The United Nations is complaining about a male-dominated world. This is a direct attack against biblical Christianity. That's a direct attack. The UN has provoked another backlash after posting a tweet bemoaning how COVID-19 has demonstrated how millennia of patriarchy, that means if you are from Rio, Linda, as Rush Limbaugh would say, men ruling families, okay? And male-dominated culture is damaging everyone. So it's all the male's fault for being responsible and following the biblical example. The COVID-19 pandemic is demonstrating what we all know. Millennia of patriarchy have resulted in male-dominated world with a male-dominated culture, which damages everyone. Women, men, girls, and boys tweeted the organization. Now, I will say this. I've said this at least a thousand times during Prophecy Updates, is that there are several people here that every single week of our lives goes down to the projects. I was there Saturday with one, two, three, at least three or four of us. And when we were down there, we saw the same thing we see every single Saturday. Families without fathers, and they're completely broken. They have no idea how to run their lives. And you talk about waste, that is where the greatest waste on the planet is, is where there is not a father to take care of the things that are going on. Waste of humanity, waste of resources, waste of government dollars, Everything is wasted. So don't listen to these people. It's just the UN attacking biblical Christianity. The tweet links to remarks by UN Secretary General asserting how coronavirus has caused deepening existing inequalities, including gender inequality. 
Quite how men as gender are responsible for COVID-19 is anyone's guess. The virus disproportionately kills men over women, but it's still man's fault. From Epic Times, unemployment among Hispanic women, black men sees sharpest drop in August. The government's job reports shows that the sharpest drop in unemployment from July to August by race was among Hispanic women and black men. While by level of education, it was those with less than a high school diploma that saw the biggest employment gains. So he isn't just supporting the white collar workers. He's supporting the little guy. And these are the people that are benefiting right now from his remaking America great. All right. The Labor Department re revealed in its report that overall U.S. employment dropped to 8.4% in August from 10.2% in July, which is well below expectations of 9.8%. And an encouraging indication that the economy has continued to climb out of the doldrums caused by the Kung flu. All right, from Daily Wire. Trump bans federal money from funding far-left anti-American critical race theory. You may have heard of two or three of these. I'm just going to show you what Trump is doing. He's helped the lower-class people. He's helped the Hispanics and the uh, blacks and the lower-class non, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, you know, graduate high school people. All right. Read that again. Trump bans federal money from funding far-left anti-American critical race theory. The Trump administration announced late on Friday that it was cracking down on critical race theory, a far-left American anti-American ideology that promotes racial division from being taught in federal agencies and paid for by federal money. From the Military Times, Trump stars and stripes funding will not be cut. President Trump has decreed via tweet that the Stars and Stripes, an independent military newspaper subsidized by the Pentagon, will not lose federal funding. The United States of America will not be cutting funding to Stars and Stripes magazine under my watch, Trump tweeted Friday afternoon. It will continue to be a wonderful source of information to our great military. They're trying to get lefty values into the military, and he's saying it's not going to happen. The tweet came after the Pentagon notified Stars and Stripes without approval that its final newspaper publication will be released this month. And Trump said, that is not going to happen, folks. That's right. Zero hedge. Trump says schools teaching New York Times 1619 project will not be funded. President Trump warned the Department of Education is investigating the use of New York Times 1619 project in schools, saying that institutions that use the alternative narrative of U.S. history could lose federal funding. He is making every decision right. Zero Hedge, another very important article. Everybody remember not to sing happy birthday. Is that, you got that. Don't sing happy birthday. Sing happy earth day or ha he earth day, okay? From Zero Hedge, Disney, we already had them cancel the movie Song of the South, remember? Okay, well, guess what they've done? They've gone further. Not just the movie is canceled. Disney cancels Zippity Doodah. Yes. Zippity Doodah, Zippity Day, my oh my. What a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine heading my way. Zippity-doo-dah. Zippity-day. It's banned. Zero Hedge. Coffee mug canceled for promoting de domestic violence. Yes, the mug featured a quote from the classic children's book Matilda by Roald Dahl, saying a brilliant idea hit her. After multiple Twitter mobsters took note of the mug, the leader of a woman's group also got in on the action. They claimed that the mug promoted domestic violence against women because it could be read a brilliant idea. Hit her. 
the grocery store apologized and removed the mug. A brilliant idea hit her. It's saying a great thing about a woman that had a great idea. And you're saying, my wife, I know you've had great ideas, and I'm giving you this to acknowledge your brilliance. And these women went crazy over it. don't believe in punctuation. No punctuation. That's right. From Zero Hedge, German man find $1,500. If you go to Germany, please remember, Lothar, if you're watching, please remember not to do this. German man is fined 1,500 pounds, not dollars, 1,500 pounds for flipping off a speeding camera. For driving nine miles per hour over the speed limit, Germany usually issues a 20-pound ticket. But when the automatic traffic cameras flashed to take a picture of the minor infraction, one man decided to lift the wrong finger. The picture of him was his middle finger up made it to the German authorities, and they decided to fine him 1,500 pounds, which is, or euros, which is $1,775 instead. I might have said pounds earlier. Whatever I said, it is euros, okay? Instead, for the crime of being offensive, he also had his license revoked for a month. You get angry at a piece of metal now, and you can lose your license for a month and get fined $1,775. That's pretty crazy. Would, is that something they would do in America? You're an ex-cop. Yeah. Would, they wouldn't. You might be mad about it, but they can't give you a higher fine, can they? In California, they would. Oh, in California, they would. Well, he's from California, so he would know. All right, USA Today. Just don't do it, everybody. If you want to keep your dollars in your pocket, don't do that thing I just read. USA Today. De Blasio's in denial. New York City mayor says Labor Day weekend was overwhelmingly peaceful, despite gun arrests hitting 25-year high and 37 shootings on Monday alone. And he says it's peaceful. That guy is living in la-la land. He's a terrible human being. Okay, I got a lesser here for you. Let's see if you can figure out what they are talking about. How odd that the language may be exchanging the virus you see. They say B and P make us spit, Golly gee, what of F, H, S, T, X, and Z? Don't say anything. Just keep your mouth shut and you won't get COVID-19. How's that? Oh, before I go, one thing I want to tell people, if I have not answered emails in a few days, I have had guests here. We've had guests and I have not been prompt with emails. So if anybody sent me anything and I haven't responded, it's still in my inbox and it may not get for another week because we have them still here and another person coming this week and then more coming next Friday. So I apologize, but they're, the backlog on emails is very high. If you and, want them answered, they need to come here and ask you. Yeah, if you want them answered, you got to fly to Sarasota and come and spend a day at the Superior Word watching the Prophecy Update with us, okay? I'll get you an answer. Okay, our irony, got two of them. I call this COVID woes. Kathy, last night, she came over for dinner, and she said, I'm so sick of hearing about COVID-19. I don't want to hear about it ever again. Tough. You're going to hear about it right now. <laughs> COVID woes. Mail online. Philadelphia mayor who banned indoor dining in his city apologizes after he was caught eating dinner inside a Maryland restaurant with his girlfriend. It's okay for me, but not okay for you. Now he's got the COVID woes. And then one more. COVID woes. ABC Local woman who has been dead for seven months receives a letter in the mail saying she has COVID and needs to self-isolate. I guarantee you that lady is self-isolating right now. Such is the world in which we live. And so from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the superior word. And that is your prophecy update for the week.